This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about theme parks, attractions, snacks, foods, anything you find within the gates of a beautiful theme park. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, joining me, as always, is the beautiful, lovely, and talented co-host of mine, Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Jack. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. I think this is the first episode we've recorded back in our home studio in Austin after uh, a long time out in Florida. That is true. And don't let me forget, before we end this episode, uh-huh. to tell you a quick little story about uh, uh, how we were pranked in Florida and we didn't know Yeah, I, I heard you mention that on another podcast that we had been pranked, and I was very curious as to how that may have been the case. But uh, well, you're listening to this right now. We're actually... so. You've heard a few episodes since we've come back from Florida. We're, we're, we're managed to get our buffer pretty significantly ahead. We're recording this in October. It's almost Halloween, but this is coming out sometime like mid-November. It's almost Thanksgiving, Jeff. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's pretty wild. So uh, last week you heard an episode, uh, I think, or two weeks ago, you heard us talking with Swoozy. Last week was Mission Space, which Mission Space we recorded before we went to Florida. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first video version of the podcast. Hopefully you're digging that. Don't forget you can check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash annual pass. Uh, theoretically, we've launched it by now. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, along with our our possible uh, our, our our Lego building thing from the other twins. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, and I, ho- I hope that we've done that. And if we haven't, I, my apologies. Uh, it's Jack's fault, but I'll apologize for him. Uh, I definitely was not an impediment to that one because I really want to do it. I, I've been I've been pushing for video for a <laughs> while now. So uh, yeah, we're, we're building, we built the Lego set uh, from Jessica and Jennifer, the uh, the twins out in Florida, and so they were very kind enough to. Uh, oh. To give me, yeah, they're, they're awesome. They've been big supporters of the show. And yeah. we love them very much. The, the, the annual pass community, I, we, I know we, we harp on you guys all the time because you, you guys are so amazing. We really, really do appreciate the support. And please, if you like the podcast, tell your friends because podcasts like this live or die by word of mouth. And if you can just tell your friends who are like, hey, you know, like you should listen to annual pass. Give it a shot. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's Jack and Jeff, old school. If you're an old, you know, old school Achievement Hunter fan. Maybe you like the podcast. Give it I'll a shot. say I'll say this in regards to the annual pass community. Uh, we did a, a fan meetup or we a did. community meetup. I don't yeah, like that yeah. word fan, but we we did a community meetup out there and and got to we're fortunate enough to meet about only around 150 people. Yeah, I think so. about 150 or so. And uh, uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but I have developed some some social anxieties through the yeah. course of of the 20 year history of this company. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I I don't always necessarily look forward to being around a lot of people in any scenario. And uh, they were they made it easy for me. They were yeah. so sweet and kind, and everyone was lovely. And and I don't even think that they realized uh, they were putting me at ease when I was trying to do the same <laughs> to them. You know, well, I, it, I, it, was, it was really great. I know I talk about it, but it's kind of I feel like you could sort of get what you give. Mm-hmm. And like this is a very positive, very happy podcast. Absolutely, and I think the community reflects that. You know, it's like I love our friends over at Face Jam. A lot more energy, a lot more chaotic. <laughs> and I imagine like their their meetup they had in Colorado, a little bit different. A little from more our chaotic meetup. than ours, yeah, exactly. So anyway, again, love that passholder community. You guys are the best. Don't forget, also, uh, we have stuff with, stuff up in the store store.roosteeth.com. Grab some merchandise. We've got the annual pass uh, hat. We got the uh, the you know the shirts. We got. Uh, we're working on the ponchos. I mean, the poncho, I, at this point, it's it eventually will happen. It's Schrodinger's it's, poncho. Like, it exists. <laughs> that's what we should call it. Schrodinger's poncho. Uh, that's it, what we should call it. Does, it does and does not exist. I, we've been, I've, I've seen prototypes. I've seen oh. images. I haven't seen them in person. Since we've, This is episode 31. We're, we're well over half a year at this point. And I think episode one, I was like, I want to get a poncho. And we're six months away from that, so. 
Hey, uh, hey Jeff. The, as, as a bit of an aside, uh-huh. uh, I went to uh, over the weekend. We had the big F one race. In we Austin. did. It turned yeah, out yeah. it was the, it ended up being the largest F one race in history. And uh, like four hundred thousand people over the weekend were crammed into uh, a place called Coda in Austin, which is the Circuit of the Americas. It's a big racetrack. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because I was there with my daughter, and I realized that it has rides. It has theme oh, yeah. park rides. Yeah. And even like a tiny little roller coaster, I think. Uh, but it also has like a big tall one where you get in a pod and then it shoots you straight up in the air at like a pendulum. And then an- other people get another pod and then it spins you and then you spin while you do it. And my daughter was like, hey, let's do that. And I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm getting on that. <laughs> That's crazy. And then I realized, oh, this is we should probably do uh, we should probably experience this yeah. for annual pass? Yeah. So I didn't do it. But okay. I, I, I saved it. I saved it for uh, a future. There, there's episode. a few things like that. Some one-off stuff. Like you, you and I both really enjoy Las Vegas, and love it. Las Vegas has a few attractions out there, like mm-hmm. theme park style attractions, like on top of the Stratosphere or at New York, New York. There's some there's some stuff out there that maybe we could get budget to fly us to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, I especially uh, and I know the audience. Uh, audience. <laughs> The audience. <laughs> audience. audience has also expressed to us a few times, like, we really love the Disney and the Universal content. But, yeah. you know, there are other places on Earth that you can explore. We agree. Yes. Uh, yes. And so we we want to be able to explore those things well, or as well, uh, and, and certainly... We're certainly planning to. Yes. Yeah. And, and now that things seem to be getting getting back to better, I'm not going to say normal, but that certainly it feels better. I mean, like yeah. Austin's close to stage two restrictions now. Like up, it goes up to stage five and we're down to stage we're, two. We're at stage two. So yeah. it's like that's a good sign. And hopefully, you know, if, if we make it through the winter and things look good. Next year is going to be the year of annual pass. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. So anyway, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on social media as well. I always mention that every single time. Annual underscore pass on Twitter and on Instagram. Check us out there. So, Jeff. Yes, sir. Let's get into it today. Let's talk about something fun. This is an attraction that I believe you've been to. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the Enchanted Tiki Room. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. go to that with my uh, with my girlfriend. So the Enchanted Tiki Room exists in three different Disney parks. It's at Disneyland in, in Anaheim. It's at uh, Disney World and Magic Kingdom in Orlando, and it's also at Disney Japan as well, uh, at Disney Tokyo. So, um, yeah, this is... That's a, interesting. Yeah. Because, uh, and I'm sure you're going to tell mm-hmm. me a lot more interesting facts. Well, yeah, I got but, facts for you. But it's interesting to me because you walking into that, uh, and part of why I liked the Enchanted Tiki Room is I felt like I was walking into Disneyland yeah. uh, in 19... When did it open? 1955. Yeah, I felt like I was walking into Disneyland somewhere around like 1958. And it was like <laughs> it was like being time warped back in time, which I loved and I thought... was, But I got the impression that this is like a beloved relic of the past that they're holding on to so that... So the idea that they would create it in mm-hmm. new parks is kind of neat. Yeah. I, so, I, that's unexpected to me. So fun fact, I didn't realize this, but the Enchanted Tiki Room did not open with Disneyland. It, really? It was not an opening day attraction, as a matter of fact. So Disneyland opened up July 17th, 1955. The Enchanted Tiki Room actually opened up on June 23rd, 1963. So uh-huh. eight years later. And not only that, it was actually the first major expansion to Disneyland. So Adventureland, right there on the left side, kind of the, if you're, if you're saying north is the castle, sort of the south uh, west corner of, mm-hmm. of the spokes that's Adventureland and so the Enchanted Tiki Room was the first major expansion to the park and with that a lot of cool stuff happened a lot of first this this attraction has a ton of first uh, first and foremost first ever use of audio animatronics so like, like in a theme park or ever ever 
Wow. Yeah. So like the first in person audio animatronics. So you think like Haunted Mansion, like the mummies or the the you know statues and stuff moving around. You think Pirates of the Caribbean. No, no, no. It was the Enchanted Tiki Room was the first time ever they linked audio and and motion together to make something look alive. And it was it was birds. Makes sense because they don't do a lot of movement. It's just kind of hits some head turns and some some you know their their beaks move and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's significant because audio animatronics are sort of the the key. It feels like every single attraction now has audio animatronics at some point or another. Sure, yeah, and absolutely. this is the birthplace of it all. Um, also, fun fact: you'll appreciate this being from tech or being in Texas. Uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room was the first building at Disneyland to have air conditioning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the the whole the whole machinery of it, the whole uh, the whole ro- the whole show was run by computers. It sounds like whatever computers, that's not a big deal. 1963, computers were significant. So the actual computers ran through the floor of the show. So they had, like the, the thing was so big. I mean, a computer was the size of this room. It was enormous. And so in order to keep the computers cool, they had to air condition the entire place. So that to, just to make sure those things didn't overheat. I don't want to interrupt you in, in oh, please, through the course of this uh, and, and jump ahead in the facts, but I assume you're going to cover at some point whether those uh, computers are still in use or they've replaced <laughs> they, them. They have replaced okay. them. There, there, there have been some major uh, major enhancements since the uh, the opening back in 63. Um, also, another fun fact, for a long time, this attraction had a restroom, which is the only attraction that straight up has a restroom inside of it. Because really? the Enchanted Tiki Room initially was going to be a restaurant. It was going to be part of a restaurant. So the idea was it was a restaurant and it had a little show that happened in it. So they had restrooms because you have to have a restroom at a restaurant. It's yeah. just part of regulations. But they ended up killing the restaurant. And uh, yeah, but the restroom stayed. For But it's not still there now. It's not still there now. They, I think they got rid of it in the 90s, as a matter of fact. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And then the, the restroom, too, I'm talking mostly about the Disneyland version of it. So we're okay. talking about the one in California. Yeah. So the Florida one never had a restroom one. Japan one never had a restroom in it either. Um. Yeah, it's uh. So I've got some uh, I've got some facts here from Wikipedia because you know Wikipedia is the best place to get information. It houses a Hawaiian themed musical show hosted by four lifelike macaws. Do you know the four macaws? Do you remember their names? Uh, I don't, but I bet my girlfriend would. It's Jose, mm-hmm. who speaks with a Mexican accent, voiced mm-hmm. by Wally Bogue. Michael, with an Irish accent, voiced by Fulton Burley. These are great names. Pierre has a French accent, and he's voiced by Ernie Newton. And Fritz has a German accent, and he's provided or that accent is provided by Thurl Ravenscroft. <laughs> what a name! <laughs> Thurl Ravenscroft. And these are all like classic Disney That's like performers a, too. He's like a, he's like a historical J.K. Rowling's character. But look at that. So we have, we have an image. Here. If you're watching, oh, wow. if you're watching on YouTube.com/slash Annual Pass, maybe we can actually uh, we'll throw some images up as well. But he, Thurl, he looks like a Thurl. Yeah, Thurl Ravenscroft. What a Ravenscroft. Uh, that's a fantastic name. He feels like he should be in like in a Clue movie or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Thurl did it in the in the library uh, with the, the Ravenscroft. <laughs> The presentation features a cast of over 150 talking, singing, and dancing birds, flowers, and a magic mountain, tiki drummers, totem poles that perform the attraction's signature tunes. The Tiki 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 Room, which was uh, actually done by the Sherman Brothers, Hmm. which the Sherman Brothers were like Walt Disney's right-hand men. Like, those guys did everything. Mary Poppins, you name it. Any sort of music back from, like, the the golden era of Disney came from the Sherman Sherman Brothers. Brothers. And so they, of course, were involved with the parks as well. Well, and so uh, I think they did the um, uh, what is it? Grim getting grim grinning ghosts. I think they may have written that too from uh, Haunted Mansion mm. too. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's all sing like the birdies sing, which is kind of the mid song. And the finale has every audio animatronic figure performing a rousing version of a Hawaiian war chant. And the exit music diverges from the quasi tropical theme, namely an arrangement of Hi Ho from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs with lyrics thanking guests for watching the show and hurrying them to the exit. So there's really four songs in the whole show, three full ones, mm-hmm. and then they sing Hi Ho. It's time get for out. you to go. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like, I, I when I was researching this, so I, I watched a lot of good videos. Uh, shout out to Historyland, which is a great uh, great YouTube channel, The Laughing Place, and Theme Parks and Entertainment. Lots and lots of good history on the Enchanted Tiki Room. If you want to find out more, there's some fascinating stuff. If you want, if you want to watch full versions of the shows, including the Japan one, which is very interesting, we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, you can check those all out online as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the, the Enchanted Tiki Room. So one of the things, the reason why it's the Tiki Room, because apparently Tiki culture in the 60s was huge. I didn't realize this, but uh-huh. that was like yeah. the thing. Yeah. And so do, do you when you were alive in the 60s, do you remember any of that? No, I wasn't alive in the 60s, <laughs> but I remember it being like as a kid of the 70s. Uh, I do remember it being pervasive in the culture back then even. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you see tiki mugs and stuff, but like mm-hmm. that stuff really wasn't the hotness until around the 60s. So apparently it was a lot of soldiers and whatnot coming back from the, uh, you know, Oceania and like Hawaii that had been over there and they sort of been like in, you know, uh, influenced by, you know, Hawaiian culture and, and, you know, Polynesian culture. And so they brought that back with them. And like in California, especially, it was really, really, really popular. Well, I think, I think Hawaii, uh, and this is a bit conjecture. And I think, uh, maybe me remembering or misremembering some stuff I read on Wikipedia a while back, uh, after a vacation to Hawaii, but I feel like there's a lot of California influence in, in Hawaii and vice versa. Because it became such a popular destination, uh, vacation, and then eventually retirement, yeah, a destination for Californians and Pacific Northwesterners in the fifties and the sixties when they kind of discovered, kind of like how Austin has been dis- being discovered for the last twenty years, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Hawaii went through that, obviously. Oahu yeah. went through that in the sixties, and so uh, there was just so much cross traffic back and forth. That I think, yeah, yeah, and you even think like you know the Polynesian is one of the hotels at, at in in Orlando at Magic yeah. Kingdom, and it's like I wonder if now if they were to open up a new thing like that. Would that be even like considered as like oh we should we should do a Polynesian? But even if you think about it too, the uh, the hotels I, I learned this from a I forget which YouTube channel, but the the hotels at Magic Kingdom around the uh, the lake uh, in front of Magic Kingdom were actually themed around areas inside the park. So you have the Grand Floridian, which is based around Main Street USA because it's kind of like idealized version mm. of you know of, yeah. of what America is. You've got the Polynesian, which is Adventureland, and then you've got the Contemporary, which is Tomorrowland. Okay. Like, oh, okay. I, I never really thought about it, but it's like, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And apparently there was going to be another hotel. I want to say it was themed around like Fantasyland style. So it was going to be like a castle. Mm. Never got built, but you know, maybe someday maybe we'll someday. see. They they always need room out there. So uh, by the mid-1990s, so the Enchanted Tiki Room really didn't change a whole lot. It was pretty much the exact same show. They altered it just a little bit. Sometimes, like, the, the feathers of the birds would change colors. Uh, you know, they would, like, tweak a few things, maybe cut out a couple things. Because the initial show was, like, 21 minutes long. Mm. It's now, I think they've shrunk it down to, like, 14. There's a lot more banter between the hosts. And they kind of started, they slowly got rid of it. And now it's kind of a, it's a tight 14. Hosts are pretty great, though. Yeah. Or at least the one that I saw was yeah. really good. <laughs> and so by the mid-90s, the Enchanted Tiki Room audio system was dramatically enhanced. So they kind of redid everything. So the, uh, the you know, the closets full of computers, they got rid of those and replaced them with a digital audio system. Uh, one thing, too, as someone who worked in a park, uh, you notice when, uh, it, when you're listening to animatronics, a lot of them have very clicky mouths. I don't know if you know that, but it's like they go, 
because like they're they're actuators basically inside of them mm. to move them around in like open mouths and stuff. When I worked at Great Movie Ride, the Munchkins when you would uh, when we'd open the show or like when we'd open the park before before the you know the guests were in the in the uh, the park, we would do shows with no audio. We would just run through it just to cycle the vehicles out, make sure everything was okay. And you went to the Wizard of Oz area, and all of these Munchkins would pop up deadly silence, but their mouths would start moving, and you start hearing clicks all around you. <laughs> it's like it's like Last of Us. It was really freaky. Uh, anyway, so, you know, the birds obviously had that same kind of thing. Apparently, they've redone all of the birds. And so now, as far as I know, they don't have that. Do you remember any sort of clicking noises from nah, the birds? I don't remember. Yeah, because I mean, that's literally just opening and closing, opening mm-hmm. and closing. And so they've they've changed it. And so now it should be a little better. So much, much higher quality birds they've got at the Tiki Room. The original Tiki Room was controlled by a large room full of floor-to-ceiling computers that operated the birds with data on magnetic tapes which was located underneath the floor of the main showroom. God, we've come a long way. That is wild to think. I would yeah. love to see those magnetic tapes as well. Um, there is a fascinating, if you have Disney+, Plus, I think it's on there, uh, there's a fascinating video. It was the 10-year anniversary of Disneyland. Walt Disney did a kind of tour of what's going on in the parks, and this is around the opening of, of Tiki Room, and he showed off, he was showing off how like the birds worked and stuff, and apparently they actually showed the control room in that video. So mm-hmm. I, if you remember like the world of color, like, you know, mm-hmm. Disney used to do a lot of TV where it'd be like, hey, here's the parks. Like, here's, you know, they talked about Magic Kingdom before he passed away. It was like, here's a big map of it. This is what, we ha- what we're what we going to do. And so Disney was very fond of doing that kind of stuff. And they did a whole episode where they brought up the the birds and everything and how that how that worked. Because that was significant. It was audio animatronics. First time ever. Absolutely. So it's pretty cool. Give that a shot. Check that out if you uh, if you ever, you know, feel like it. Uh, the Florida version of the attraction, which was identical but with a different pre-show, so they have different pre-shows out front, was known as Tropical Serenade until 1998. So the one in Florida, the one at Magic Kingdom, was not the Enchanted Tiki Room. It was Tropical, Tropical Serenade. Serenade. Even though it was the same show with a slightly different pre-show. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the inside was identical. Uh, when it was replaced with an up... So in 1998, it was replaced with an updated version of the attraction called the Enchanted Tiki Room Under New Management. Now, uh, <laughs> this one... The Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. There is a there's a lot of backstory for this guy. So this was around the time, you know, the 90s. Disney kind of had a resurgence of movies. They threw in, uh, you know, the Enchanted Tiki Room or excuse me, the uh, uh, <laughs> the Tropical Serenade wasn't drawing in as many people. It's kind of an old sort of dated thing. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't have the sort of charm that Disneyland did where, you know, expect that it's Magic Kingdom, you know, more more kind yeah. of family tourists and stuff. Uh so the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, they added in two new Disney birds. Can you guess what the Disney birds were they added to it? In 1998. 1998. There's t- what are, name a couple of famous Disney birds that would have popped up around then in the 90s. Uh, thinking, you're thinking Beauty and the Beast. You're thinking Little Mermaid. You're thinking Lion King. Like think about like what was going on around that time. I God. Uh, uh, what, 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 what didn't uh, Gilbert Godfrey play a bird That's in a movie? That's one of them. What yep. was that? That is Iago. Iago. What was that movie? That was Aladdin. Aladdin. He was yes. he was Jafar's right hand man. So Iago, and then uh, was there a bird in the Lion King? There was. I don't know. I never saw. I, 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 you never I, saw Lion King? I saw it in the theater when it came out, so I haven't seen it since. God, the opening of the Circle of Life, one of the best openings ever of a Disney movie. Yeah, I remember. Zazu. Zazu. Zazu is the name of the bird. Uh, John Oliver did him in the uh, the live action version, mm. so mm. They, they brought him up. Anyway, so the idea was it's the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, and it's got Iago, Iago and Zazu 
are kind of these new hosts, and they have these animatronic versions of these birds, and it's pretty much them making fun of the original Enchanted Tiki Room. Really? So it was them kind of yelling at him, and they had updated songs. I don't have the list of songs they had, but it was like they just changed up all the songs, made it more modern. Horrible feedback. Guests hated this show. Really? Yeah, they did not like it at all. They it didn't was, like poking fun at uh, at the old show, no, or no. it just wasn't done well. I guess. I mean, I I'm sure I saw it at some point. I just don't remember it at all because I mean that would have been prime time for me to be there. I know. I mean, I worked there twice because mm-hmm. this thing was open from 1998 until 2011, and so I know I, I know I went to it. That's 13 years of bad feedback. 13 years of bad feedback, and then. In 2011, there was a fire. <laughs> so at, 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 at the Magic Kingdom, there was a fire, and apparently the Zazu just melted. That is, that oh. is burned and died. Uh, well, not died. It's not a real thing. But they, at that point, they were like, well, instead of doing a Zazu. Gil- Gilbert Godfrey was fine. I'm sure he was fine. Uh, instead, of, instead of building a new one of those, we still have all the original birds. Why don't we just make it the original version again and get rid of it and just kind of use this as a you know an excuse to be like all right let's go back to it so got rid of uh, you know got rid of the burn Zazu the torch Zazu got rid of the Iago and brought back Walt Disney's the Enchanted Tiki Room so they they renamed it to the Enchanted Tiki Room and now that's what it is in the theme park at Magic Kingdom was Japan going through all this nonsense as well so Japan. The Japanese version of this attraction operated until 1999. So it was the original version up until 1999. I want to say it opened in the 70s. I forget exactly when uh, when Tokyo Disney opened. So these, this version of the attraction opened until 1999 when it was first redeveloped into a nightclub-style version of the show called The Enchanted Tiki Room Presents Get the Fever. <laughs> So they updated some of the songs. I want to say they had a female host, like one of the birds became a woman. Um, and so that was the first time ever they had a host like that. Did okay. It, w- it wasn't as this. It wasn't as terrible feedback as as uh, you know the under new management. Mm-hmm. But then uh, before, so it was redeveloped again as the Enchanted Tiki Room presents, or excuse me, the Enchanted Tiki Room Stitch presents Aloha e Como Mai a partially Lilo and Stitch themed version of the attraction. So they brought in Stitch. Remember we did the, uh, you know, uh, Stitch's Escape or, mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah, Stitch's Great Escape? Yeah. They had a very similar version. Which, which got reskinned to be, it, it, was, it was something else. It was and, it was the extraterrestrial, and then they replaced it with Stitch. Right, right. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so they brought in a Stitch animatronic, which looks great, by the way. Yeah. And the idea is, because it's, you know, it's still Hawaiian themed, and Stitch takes place in Hawaii. You know, Lilo and Stitch takes place in Hawaii. Yeah, that so makes sense. thematically, it makes sense that he would be there. And it's basically him there with the birds, and he wants to make the birds part of his family and he wants the audience to be part of his family Aww. and it's actually really sweet and apparently it's gotten a lot of really good reviews and like people love it and it's still going on today so the fact that there's there have been four versions of the show the original the under new management the <laughs> get the fever <laughs> and then stitch and you know only stitch is the one that's still going on the yeah, original well, and stitch, stitch. the original yeah so it says a lot and yeah. so if you want to watch the version of the show you can it's on youtube as well so check it out and it looks really cool and stitch wearing like a hawaiian shirt and stuff and it's just like oh it's super cute is now are the is it in english or japanese i want to say it's in japanese okay that would make yeah. sense i am curious about that because like that's that's one thing hashtag japan will pass when we do go to tokyo disney like i am curious if uh you know like what's what's it going to be like because there are shows there are you know attractions that have mm. subtitle or they have you know voice dialogue is it all been replaced or is there like is there an english version of the show you can go to i mean not, i'm not trying to be like you know you have to have an english version but i am curious i kind of hope there isn't 
Yeah. I it, think it, it'd almost be more immersive. To yeah. S- yeah, you know? I mean, it's music, and, like, music yeah. is, you know, you don't... Is, is the, the language of music is a whole entirely different thing. Absolutely. And so I'm all about that. And so I am curious, if you've been to Tokyo Disneyland or any of the parks in, like, Shanghai or anywhere like that, let us know. Let us know in the comments over on Rooster Teeth. I'm, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great to hear. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to check out Stitch Presents Aloha e Komomai, which this sounds like fun. And so that's that's pretty much it as far as my uh, sort of history. Again, if you want to, if you want more in depth versions of the history, there's so many great YouTube channels out there. I want to highly recommend to you. We are a top level version <laughs> of theme parks. This episode of Annual Pass is brought to you by Genlock Season Two. That's right, the mind is a powerful weapon, but who really is in control? In the groundbreaking HBO Max series Genlock, the fate of an increasingly hostile world rests on five shoulders who upload their minds to a giant mecha war machines. Don't, don't you wish you could do that, too? Executive produced and starring Michael B. Jordan, season two of this action-packed animated series is now streaming on HBO Max. 50 years into the future. I'm reading this really dramatically for you. 50 years into the future, a global extinction event ravages Earth. War rages between the Union and the polity, who hold very different ideas on how to save humanity. As territories fall, the Union's charismatic leader preaches about a higher existence for all mankind. The Genlock team is the polity's greatest weapon. Utilizing advanced technology, they upload their minds to weaponized robotic suits to combat the Union forces. The team of fighters will soon learn that digitizing their minds can leave them more shell-shocked than the battlefield as their darkest thoughts become reality. Whose war are they fighting and at what cost? The heart-pounding new season of Genlock features a star-studded voice cast, including Michael B. Jordan, Dakota Fanning, Macy Williams, Asia Kate Dillon, and David Tennant. Season 2 of Genlock is now streaming on HBO Max. Humanity will prevail. Check out Genlock Season 2 right now on HBO Max. It is, it is such a cool show, and I'm so proud to be involved with the company that's involved with that show. So thank you very much for supporting that and supporting Annual Pass. So let's get back to the episode. Jeff, are you ready? I am. To join me yes. at the Enchanted Tiki Room in Disneyland in Anaheim, California. The original. The original. The, okay. Or, well, I mean, technically the, the refurbished. The refurbished original. New one. Yeah. Smaller computers, same great songs. Same, same exact park where the, the original happened. And uh, yeah. So, Jeff, are you ready to join me? I am. All right. Here we go. Jeff! We're sitting next to each other. We don't need to scream. Oh, well, I'm so excited because we're about to see some birds. There's, we're, we're here in the Enchanted Tiki Room. Look around us, Jeff. It's all this this beautiful wood and everything. Do you know that this place actually fell apart a couple years ago? Or about, <laughs> about 20 years ago? Is that true? Yeah, front of the building actually fell off. But they replaced it. They've made it really, really pretty and nice now, Jeff. It looks fine to me. They've got all these birds. It looks really cool. They've got, like, they're, they're all been redone and cleaned up. And, and so they look Polynesian. So Jeff, Jeff, look at the birds. Look at the, the host. There's a bird right there. It's Jose. That's Jose. Is he a parrot? They're macaws, Macaw. Jeff. Come He's on a macaw. Now. Get your birds right, Jeff. We got him. We got Jose, and we've got Pierre and Michael. He's Irish. Okay, uh, that's it. I, what was it? Was, and then Fritz and Fritz Thurl. Thurl, Thurl Ravenscroft is the voice of Fritz. He was like old school Disney. Look at them. They're all talking to each other, Jeff. They're bantering back and forth. They're right above our oh, heads. Oh, it's adorable. And they look like real birds. They do. They look like exactly like real birds. They're really, do you know they're actually real bird feathers? I hope they don't poop like real birds. No, I hope that would be awkward. <laughs> They've been holding it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're right above our heads and they're, they're talking to each other. They're like. So, they're, so they killed birds to make those birds? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure they found them. They're vegan birds. They, oh, okay. They, yeah, 
yeah, they found they found feathers on the ground and but over these look at all the other birds. They woke up all the other birds, Jeff. They're everywhere. There's so many birds now. They're all gonna sing to us. You ready, Jeff? You want to sing along? It's like we're in an a- aviary. Yeah, yeah, kind a- of. Apiary? Aviary? One of those two. A- a- aviary. Yeah, I think that's it. Hey, Jeff, let's sing the song. Let's sing the Tiki Room song. All right. In the Tiki 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 Room. In the Tiki 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 Room. In the Tiki 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 Classic song. The Sherman Brothers wrote that song, Jeff. Good old Sherman Brothers. You know, I think that they may have uh, made that other song. They uh, did. The, the Oogly Boogly Badman. Or what was yep, it? Yep, that's it. Oogly Boogly Badman. <laughs> yeah. That's the one they sang. And how does that one go, Jeff? Oogly Boogly Badman. Oogly Boogly Bad. I'm in the Haunted Mansion. Oogly Boogly Boo. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly the song. Yeah. So, okay, Jeff, well, they, we're, we're done with the, the Tiki 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 Room song. <laughs> right, well, wow, look at the fountain in the middle of the room, Jeff. Oh, it's lit up. It's lit up. It's so pretty. It's got a big, there's a big column of water that's going it's moving down but Jeff is that a fountain or is that years and years of collected bird poop uh, it's very liquidy if it is wow look at the bird mobile Jeff oh that's adorable it's the bird mobile they've got a bunch of pretty macaws they're all white oh so pretty and they're all they all got their names underneath them too look there's Suzette and I think there's like Corjet and then there's Corvette and then Porsche and I don't know the rest of their names but they're all there Uh, every one of them and they're there's the- Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's Grand P- Wagoneer. Pinto. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, they're, they're singing, let's all sing like the birdies sing. It's so pretty. Let's, let's all sing, sing like, like the birdies sing. Because they, they whistle, too. Yeah, and then everyone joins in. It's such a lovely and song. It's such a nice thing. Look, look at the, the, the whole mobile thing moves around. Neat. And look at the water's going. If yeah. you ever have a kid, uh-huh. uh, and I hope you don't, but if you do... You should put that mobile above there. It's oh, bad. my God. That would be so awesome. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Oh, the song's wrapped up. It's so nice. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, look. The, the flowers are now coming down from the ceiling. Jeff, there's like there's like flower beds that are coming down, and the, the flowers are singing, Jeff. That better better to sing than uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. I'm getting I was Nailed getting it. I was getting a, a, a invasion <laughs> of the body snatchers vibes. Are they making pods? The flowers? I don't know. It's, it, I don't think there's any Audrey twos in here. I think these are all these are all happy and they're they're singing a, a nice little like uh, Hawaiian song, Jeff. I know. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. It looks like we've upset the uh, the the gods, the oh, Hawaiian no. gods, and now the totems are, are playing along too. They're they're singing. It's the Hawaiian war chant, Jeff. What does that sound like? Uh, I, 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 I feel uh, scared <laughs> to do it, Jack. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Well, you, of, uh, you tell me, Jack. A lot of drums. Can't you you yeah. can hear all the drums. Boom, it sounds boom, really good. Boom, there you go. Boom, and all the columns boom, are singing. Boom, war. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, What is boom, it good for? Fight. Okay. Uh, boom, boom, yay, boom, they're all singing. And then, okay, everyone's singing together. So we got a big thing. we got water in the middle. Everything's going off. All the birds are going crazy now. Oh, and there's the lightning. It's raining outside, Jeff. Oh, Look, they, they made rain happen. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, okay. That's done, Jeff. And now the birds are like, oh, well, thank you for coming to our Enchanted Tiki Room. Hopefully hopefully you enjoyed it. I did. And now they're singing hi-ho. They're going like hi-ho, hi-ho. hi-ho. Back it's to the park time you for go. you to go. Yeah, and they're, they're saying, hey, we've got a magic trick. Stand up. And now everyone, we're going to make you disappear. <laughs> and it's like, thank you. Thank you, Jose and Fritz and Michael and Pierre. And so that's that's Who, who's your favorite bird? I th- I think mine is Fritz. I, I like, like Fritz. I like Fritz too. Yeah, yeah Ra- Ravens Ravenscroft is pretty awesome. Yeah. So oh, okay, and then Jeff, we're gonna get up. We're gonna walk around. Look at our our friends up in the ceiling one more time, and we're gonna walk out into the park. And why don't we go have ourselves a nice Dole Whip? Well, I think we have to after that. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and that does it. 
That is the walkthrough of the Enchanted Tiki Room. So that was intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, so let's see what 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 I got here. Um, the uh, so who do you so you know Dole is yes. the is the uh, you know the sponsor, sponsor of the show. Of pro, yeah. Who do you think was the original sponsor of the show? Because they weren't the original sponsor of the show. Oh, makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Del Monte, not Del Monte. Uh, close though. Uh, uh, By close, I mean not really. Uh, who's the other pineapple? Uh, I don't know. Dang, Chiquita. <laughs> no, who, who was it? I, it was actually United Airlines. Close, <laughs> so close. Which at first I was like, "That's weird." And it's they, like, "Oh yeah, there's people traveling, so that makes sense." Well, that. and their original—I don't know if you remember this, United Airlines, but they're like—I don't know if it was the original, but one of their early slogans was "Pineapple of the Sky." That is true. Yeah, uh, United I Airlines, "Pineapple of mm-hmm. the Sky." Yeah. I think SpongeBob lived in a pineapple in the sky for a while, and that, then they they had to change. That it. was a spinoff. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, United Airlines was the sponsor of the show up until 1975 when Dole took over, and that's also when they introduced Dole Whip to the parks, Mm-mm-mm. which now when you think Disneyland, you think Dole Whip. You have to have a Dole Whip, yeah. which if you haven't had a Dole Whip, it's basically soft-served pineapple-flavored ice cream that is incredible. It's and, so good. And to my knowledge, there's two places on Earth you can get it, at a Disney park or at the Dole Factory uh, in uh, Oahu. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who have actually been writing me and saying like, well, no, actually, I had it at this, this, you know, this location state near farm my house. Or, yeah. yeah, a state farm. Yes, a state farm. State farm location? Yeah. State park, maybe? No, like state... Or state, <laughs> state fair? Far- no, state farm, the insurance company. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there are pineapple-flavored soft serves. <laughs> so while, you, while you're waiting to pay your bill, you, we got coffee over there, we got water, we got a, Jake, a Dole Whip. Jake, Jake's got some Dole Whip for you. Uh, no, it's... Uh, so th- there are... There are like, you know, pineapple flavor soft serves and there are even some done by Dole. Whether or not you can call them the official Dole Whip, I don't know. And right. I'll, I'll let you pass holders in the comments. Let us know if you if you see Dole Whip outside of Disneyland, do you call that official Dole Whip? I don't know if you can. If it doesn't say Dole Whip with a with a with a R or a TM <laughs> next to it, because if it does, then you can call it official. Take a photo and let us see. Yeah. We want to see the copyright. So as far as I know, you know, you've got it obviously at, you know, Disneyland in California, and then you've got it in Magic Kingdom. And also at the Polynesian, you can get you can get Dole Whip as well. They have a Dole Whip booth you can get at the Polynesian. Right. And um, as a matter of fact, we went there uh when I went there last January, January 2020, my friends and I, we had dinner reservations at the Polynesian, and we're like, hey, why don't we pregame? And we went and got Dole Whip before we went and had dinner. We ate it while we were getting seated, and then we we had our dinner, and then afterwards we went back and got more, more Dole. <laughs> and not only that, it was, it was pretty cool because the credit card machine. Oh, okay. So uh, Ben is showing us a Dole Whip. Okay, yeah. Oh, the, this is uh, yeah. So uh, real, real quick. So uh, when we when we wrapped up dinner, we went down in the Dole Whip area at Polynesian, which is just outside the main area. Their credit card machine broke, so they're like, you know what? Instead of shutting down for the night, like, hey, this one's on Mickey, and they gave everyone free Dole Whip. Oh. Which is like, that's the way you should do it. It's like, hey, we had an issue. It's not your fault. We're still going to give you Dole Whip. And Mickey pulled out his black Amex and said, boom, (laughs) like Jay-Z. This one's on me. Yeah. Uh, No, so while we were there, at uh, so when we went out to uh, Orlando, you know, a couple weeks or a month ago at this point, uh, we went. I took you guys to Disney Springs, which was the you know we didn't go to Disney World or anything, but hey, we had like when we got there, we had a, you know some nights free. So I took you guys down to Disney Springs, which is where the prank happened, by the way. Really? Mm. Okay. So uh, that down there, it's you know Disney shopping complex where they have the World of Disney. There's lots and lots of cool like Disney merchandise. They have like a Christmas store. They have tons and tons of stuff. And while we were there, they actually had Dole Whip. They had special Dole Whip. So we had Dole Whip nachos, I think, right? Is that what it was called, Ben? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And so it was this bowl of like 
just mounds of Dole Whip with waffle, like waffle cone chips with tapioca beads in Those there. Those tapioca beads were good. Yeah. Or they were that, a little like red. Yeah. And then like, like whipped cream. And, and like sprinkles, I think. It was, there was so much yeah. stuff. And it was like, it was meant to have like one for four people. And we got four for four people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we actually shot video of it too. I don't know if we ever did anything with it. So hopefully if you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash annual pass. We'll, we'll throw that up there on the YouTube channel. What's up, Ben? So we have it. We can maybe try to put it up on the YouTube channel when this episode comes out. There we go. It was very good. It was very, very tasty. And uh, I, we definitely filled up on Dole very quickly. So when we get out, we still need to go. I need to take you to the parks. I need to take you to Magic Kingdom. I need to take you to Epcot and all that stuff. Holly Studios. I need to show you my old turf someday, where I used to we used to hang out, and I could point out your, stuff. Your where, old hood, where I'd be like, "Hey, this is this this Toy Story Land we're standing on. This used to be the backlot tour. This is where we were, but not anymore." Uh, so uh, because it was one of the first expansions to Disneyland, they actually charged seventy five cents a piece to see the show. So as you know, like Disneyland, it was kind of a per per basis, like a per ride basis yeah, kind of yeah, thing. They like tickets, per ride. you know, they like A through E tickets. So they didn't do the ticket thing. You just straight up had to pay cash to see the original version of the Enchanted Tiki Room. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth seventy five cents. Absolutely. For sure. I'm curious what that would be now with uh, inflation. You know, inflation. So seventy five cents in 1963 versus now fifty something years later, sixty something years later. Uh, the, uh, also in the show, so you have the totems around, so you have the birds, everyone knows the birds, there's also singing flowers, and there's also singing totems, which, uh, in the, in the, in the totems, they actually have Polynesian gods, so, uh, one of the gods, actually, in, represented in the show is Maui, which, Jeff, you know Maui, right? Yeah, I've been there. From, no, from the movie... Mulan. Moana. Moana. You're right. I haven't seen either of those movies. <sighs> Moana. Moana. Maui is the is is the rock. The rock plays Maui. Okay. Yeah. And he's like the big dude. He roped the sun. That's his big thing. Like oh, Maui yeah. roped the sun to give people more time during the day, I guess. Because the sun used to go super quick, I guess. I guess. So he roped the sun to slow down time. Huh. Anyway, first representation of Maui was actually at the Enchanted Tiki Room, not in Moana. So there you go. Inside Man, of- no wonder The Rock had to quit wrestling. If he can rope the sun, what hope does Stone Cold Steve Austin have? <laughs> and according to the book Disneyland Detective by Kendra Trahan, the cast list of the show breaks down as this. So there's like 120 things here. We have eight macaws, 12 toucans, nine forktails, six cockatoos. So that's all the birds. Then we've got 20 assorted, or then 20 more assorted tropical birds. 54 singing orchids, the flowers, four totem poles, 12 tiki drummers, 24 singing masks, and seven birds of paradise, which are plants. They're not Mm, actual mm -hmm, birds. mm -hmm. So that's your breakdown of all the birds. And that is going to do it for uh, our look at the Enchanted Tiki Room. And again, shout out to History Land, The Laughing Place, Theme Parks and Entertainment YouTube channels. Check them out if you want more information on that. And also Kendra Trahan with the uh, Disneyland Detective. So thank you, Jeff. Do you have anything you want to add? To our look at the Enchanted Tiki Room, saying this is this is one of the things you did before uh, before COVID. Hit. Just that it was uh, as someone who you know I, I took my first trip to my first my first ever trip to Disneyland. You know, mm-hmm. uh, right before the pandemic started, the February of the pandemic, twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, and uh, so it was. I mean, I had been to Disney World as a kid, uh, but uh, I had certainly I, I didn't remember it right. And out mm-hmm. of everything that I did, this was. Top two or three. Really? It was a, definitely a highlight for me. That's cool. It That's was cool. very, 
very charming. It's definitely like a time warp. Yes. Like you said, like, that, that's one of my favorite things is like you can sit there like at Disneyland, especially you can be like, oh, Walt walked these yeah. these walkways like Walt Walt sat here and watched this show. And, you know, Magic Kingdom, I love Magic Kingdom. It feels to me like Disneyland is more of a, a, a trapped in time kind of place. Yeah. I mean, like the castle, like nowadays you look at the castle, it's like it's beautiful. It doesn't have that sort of like awe inspiring you know, sort of like magnitude to it as like any of the other castles at all the Disney parks. Yeah. And that's because it was made in the fifties, you know, it's like, all right. But at the same time, I don't imagine they'll ever like tear it down and rebuild it into something bigger. It's like, nope, that's, that's Disneyland. That's, that's the park. That's what that one looks like forever. And so something like, you know, the Enchanted Tiki Room is definitely like an homage, like, like, there are some parks where they'll like they'll tear down stuff. Like Universal's very much yeah. like we'll we'll tear down stuff and build something new. We'll get rid of Kong. We'll get rid of Murder She Wrote <laughs> to, to throw up <laughs> new stuff. But Disneyland, of all places, I can see them being like a little bit more hesitant to do anything like that. Jungle Cruise is never going to go away. Pirates is never going to go away. Haunted Mansion never going to go away. And hopefully, Enchanted Tiki Room also will never go away. I hope not. So that does it for the Enchanted Tiki Room. Ben, you have something to add? Yeah, just wanted to follow up. Tokyo Disney opened in April of 1983. Okay. Uh, and also, the Tokyo show is in Japanese. It sounds like uh, the, everything's been translated, and uh, there might be some songs that are still in English, but they've translated a handful of the songs. That's awesome. I'm curious if the if the hosts are still the same too. Like if they have, you know, uh, like a, a Japanese gentleman doing a German version of. of oh, Fritz. that'd be really cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of kind of interesting to hear other 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 languages doing other languages. You know, uh, other languages doing other language accents. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get out there someday and then check out the uh, Aloha. Como Mai uh, version of the show. So, uh, Jeff, we're going to jump into the Q&A, but before that, do you want to explain this oh, right, prank right. Okay. that happened to us? So, when we were in Florida, one of the first things I said to you is, hey, listen, my girlfriend, uh, she's gotten recently very into these tiny Christmas villages oh, yeah, that yeah. you build, and little ceramic, and there'll be like a like Santa's house, and then they'll be like, a, and they do IP, right? So they'll be like, the National Lampoon's Christmas vacation house like or the house. car with the with the uh, like the station wagon with the like tree the, like, on like fire. Like the Hallmark stuff. Yeah, like the Hallmark stuff. It, it's I guess the same thing. It's a uh, it's called Department Fifty Six. Is like what I understood to be where it came from. Uh-huh. But I uh, my girlfriend told me it was called uh, and Tiny Town, right? Okay. It's called Tiny Town. I thought it was a name of the product. Okay, and that uh, that is what it's officially called. So when you and I went to Florida. And she said, hey, Disney makes Tiny Town. Can you check and see if uh, there's any Disney Tiny Town stuff? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. So we go to Disney Springs. We go into the – they have a giant Christmas store. Mm -hmm. You said it's like the big Christmas store. So we go in and we walk up to an employee and we say, "Uh, do you guys have Tiny Town? And they go, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, (laughs) you you actually asked – and uh, we ask a, a couple of people, and everybody's like, I don't know what Tiny Town is. I'm sorry, I've never heard of it. And I'm like, no, you guys have a partnership with it. There's a licensing agreement. Like, you guys make it. It's almost Tiny Town season. Where's the Tiny Town, <laughs> right? And they didn't have it. It was befuddling. And everywhere we went, I, every like even at Universal, just to be safe, I checked for Tiny Town everywhere. Everybody just looked at us like we were crazy, yes. right? You and I, because you were kind enough to do it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got home. Uh, my girlfriend's dad was in town, and we were having a conversation, and she was showing off her her uh, Halloween tiny town because we have a, a smaller Halloween tiny town village mm-hmm. that she started to set up. And they were relaying the conversation. They're just talking about it and the, the products and stuff. And I said, yeah, it's weird that that Disney doesn't have uh, like Disney never heard of tiny town. Mm-hmm. And her dad kind of gave a weird look. And then she goes, well, you know, it's not 
And he's like, why is, why is he calling it Tiny Town? And I go, that's what it's called, Tiny Town. And he's like, is he talking about the Arrested Development joke? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, am I? <laughs> Apparently, that's what Job calls, calls it in Arrested Development. He calls it Tiny Town uh, in like later seasons that I hadn't seen. And it's like a thing that he and his dad do or that like that. Uh, anyway, uh, so they call it Tiny Town as a what's the one handed brother? Uh, uh Buster. Buster. So apparently Buster and Job have like a competition with their to get like to I, I don't know to, to to win their dad's love via Tiny Town or something. I haven't seen it so I don't know it. Uh, but then I found out it's never been called Tiny Town. It's and Emily was only calling it Tiny Town because she thought it was funny in Arrested Development. And so nobody would have known what we were talking about because nice. no one else has ever called it Tiny Town. Uh, unless they're referencing a, a, a TV show. Okay, so us being naive to the whole thing, we just, it just went way over our heads. Way over our heads. But I bet, I bet it tickled her. I bet she was very happy to hear that we were asking about Tiny Town. Yeah, she she and her dad thought it was very funny <laughs> when they realized that we were walking around. She was like, yeah, but you were asking for Department 56. And I was like, no, I asked for Tiny Town because that's what you call it. And she's like, it's not called Tiny Town. Like, nice. Dude, why do you call it Tiny Town? Well, if you know any of the any Department Fifty Six stuff for Disney, J- uh, Jeff is a huge fan, so we need to find Good more Lord. of that stuff. So, all right, Jeff. Well, I've got some Q and A here. Uh, these these are pulled from the Graveyard Review episode, which was the the Scott Porter episode. Turns out, Scott great Por- dude, great dude. Turns out, Scott Porter, uh, much more famous than I had any idea. My sister called me when I when we did it. You didn't look at his IMDb. I mean, I did, but I was very like, successful. But she's like, dude, it's it's the guy from Friday Night Lights, and I was like, yeah. yeah. She's like, and Lucifer. Yeah, she's like, how did you get him? And I'm like, I just reached out to him on Twitter. She's, it was that easy. I'm like, yeah, and he's a super nice guy. She's like, oh, he was in Speed Racer. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super nice. But anyway, so it's, I guess it's just that easy. Yeah, so looking at you, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, Scott Porter, though, huge get for us, which apparently it was way, way above our pay grade. I Lovely dude, super nice guy. Great to talk to. If we ever go out to Disneyland and we do like a live show in Disneyland, I would love to get him to come back out and like hang absolutely because he was he was a super nice guy. So anyway, quite the Q and A and the answers are from that episode. Um, so Snipper sixteen, this is kind of a throwback, Jeff. Question: If you could take any IP, whether it be movie, TV show and to turn it into a theme park or ride what would it be i think the first episode of annual pass we brought this up so you obviously have a very uh, distinct thing you would like to turn into a theme park slash ride right i've changed my mind (gasps) what captain carrot is no longer your your go-to i'm i'm a big fan of captain carrot and his amazing zoo crew and i would like to see that but i was thinking about this very thing the other day and i came up with a new so, uh, real quick before you jump into it, did you did you see that Captain Carrot is coming back as like part of a new mm-hmm. Justice League thing? <laughs> I'd like to think that we had something to do with that, Jack. Uh, who, who else who else has been singing the praises of Captain Carrot as consistently and as long as I have? Yeah, for the past six months, Captain. No, Carrot. since I was a kid, man. Oh, okay. I still have my Captain Carrot comics in my storage shed on the other side of town. Wow. I go get them tomorrow. You should. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he says that uh, uh, Scott was his inspiration for the episode because he would like to see a speed racer roller coaster, mm. which would be pretty cool. I can imagine That'd be very the cool. one based on the Wachowski film back. Mm. Oh, man, you could do some real fun stuff with that. So, well, Jeff, what, what do you think? What, what, what would Here's you, my new one. You've got a new one now. Here's Go my ahead. new one. Uh, this theme park. It's not a ride. It's a whole theme park. Do okay. you remember that 1960s British uh, show, The the uh, the Prisoner? Uh, no. Oh, it's a phenomenal. It's about a it's about a spy who uh, gets abducted and wakes up on an island 
and it's run by other spies and he has to try to escape and every episode he tries to escape and then eventually he takes them down and it's a whole thing but there's like all kinds of weird future tech in it and there's all kinds of like wacky contraptions and and like 60s sci-fi and it would be and the whole point of it is to try to escape the island so i think it would be cool to recreate that island that'd be kind of cool now yeah i i, I think that'd be neat that'd yeah. be neat yeah. a little bit more intense maybe not a kids theme park but mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. a lot of fun well there's a lot of, yeah the people die a lot in the in the prisoner yeah probably not you don't want to do that in a theme park you don't want not a lot of death in a theme park yeah. um for me i would like to i forget what i said back in the day because we answered this question before but i think what i would like to see now the more i think about it i would love to see a muppet theme park where like the imagine the muppets like it's a normal theme park but the muppets have muppetized it you know like they took it over changed up stuff like things that would be one way but then the muppets come in and kind of wreck it in their their madcap shenanigans that would be pretty awesome do you know what would be awesome what's that you remember how in fraggle rock they they could like travel down in fraggle rock yeah down in fraggle they could travel through like through like the the, the rock paths and stuff mm-hmm. they had made i would love to be able to do that as a kid oh yeah you know or like for a kid like i did that at a there's a place called i think sherwood forest in oregon that i used to go to when i was a kid and they had similar kind of things you could crawl around through it'd be fun there was a honey i shrunk the kids play sets at disney mgm studios back in the day where it was like you are shrunken down and it's just giant honey i shrunk the kids stuff so there's like big ants there was a leaf you could go mm. down there was a net that you could yeah. climb up and roll down it was so much fun that's and very cool yeah i remember that they tore it down for uh for the backlot area there was a cool restaurant back there too but anyway uh yeah so that's that one for uh so we got another question here this one i think is i'll probably i don't know if you can answer this but i'll, I'll give it a shot uh talon tardis says have you ever had a memorable admission experience by this i mean has a team member just set you up for a good day by brightening your mood before you even really got <laughs> to the park for us we would try to hype up guests when they waited to go through security or waiting at our turnstile so i guess th- they worked at a park uh and we would tell each guest to have a thrilling day as they left us to enter the park trying to turn the boringness of waiting into the excitement of the day ahead that right there so this th- not this specifically but the idea of the cast members at a park, they can influence your day uh-huh. so much. And I was very aware of that. Disney does a really, really good job of being like, hey, everything you do, anytime a cast member see or anytime a guest sees you as a cast member on stage, like not backstage, but on stage, they're they're gonna get energy from you. So the key of it is to be excited at almost all times. And it can be exhausting, but if you kind of buy into that, it's it actually can affect people. And I've I've had people that came up to me like one of my favorite things to do was when I worked the Great Movie Ride, when I worked the Backlot Tour, I loved being on microphone. Shocking, I know. <laughs> uh, but that being said, so like at the the top of the queue at, at the Backlot Tour, it was, you know, it was this big open area, it was kind of like a covered area where they had props from Pearl Harbor and stuff around, but it was four lines that all kind of like stopped at the top of the queue, and then we let people in behind us, they go into the water portion of the show. So that was one of the rotation spots where you'd go, and there, that's where you would like fill it up, and then once you had a certain number, you tell people to stop, wait for the next show. It was like every 10 minutes we load it and there was a microphone up there. And for some reason that microphone with the, the metal covering of that, that, that sort of structure area made my voice sound amazing. <laughs> and so I loved sitting there and I would do the, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Disney MGM studios backlot tour in just a few moments, et cetera, et cetera. Keep going. I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> um, and so like, I literally had people that would come up to me and they'd be like, I thought that was a recording, like because they would hear it when they were further down. They're like, "That's you doing that live." I'm like, "Oh yeah," and they're like, "Oh, you, that's amazing." And it's like stuff like that. I love that kind of stuff. I love sort of the you know the unexpected, the surprises, and that was very important to me. And I think that's a lot of fun. And like anytime you experience that stuff, 
As a matter of fact, at the Enchanted Tiki Room, there is a cast member who's been working there for like decades. It's this older gentleman, and he does the intro where he's like, you know, welcome to the Enchanted Tiki Room. And he like makes a kind of mm-hmm. show out of it. That wasn't part of the original show. He just kind of turned it into his own thing, and now he's part of the show. And that's very like, cool. I love that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's that's my long-winded thing of saying, yes, I love that. Do you have any experience I, like I guess that? I do in that when, when I – did that Disneyland trip because it was my first time in Disneyland and my girlfriend and her friends, they took me over to a person at the beginning and said it was my first time. And so they made a button and they spelled my name wrong on it. They spelled it <laughs> J-O-E-F-F. Wow. Yeah, they were, that's, that's they were all off. kinds of wrong. <laughs> uh, but they were lovely about it. And that that in itself was so funny. Yeah. And then everybody that said hi to me for the rest of the day had to try to miss had to pronounce that name <laughs> and that made that was funny and so it, it did kind of set the tone for the entire silly day <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah I, I love that kind of stuff and then i've got a couple stories here so these aren't questions but these are some really beautiful stories i wanted to share for sure again uh, i go through all the comments over on rooster teeth like anytime you guys leave messages i love reading them we have so many i can't get to all of them but i try to focus on a couple here so destructron our Destruct Ron says, since I started listening to this podcast, you guys brought back one of my fondest memories of my grandpa who died from colon cancer. It was when I was about eight or nine, we went to Disney World and I wanted to go on Star Tours. So the whole family went with me for the first time. My grandpa didn't even know or like Star Wars, but my grandpa and I, my grandpa and I rode that three or four times in a row because he loved that ride so much. Aww. This podcast reminds me of that memory every time I listen. Also, Jack, I remember seeing the Muppet Show that you talked about in another episode for that trip as well. I can't wait for you guys to go to Cedar Point. I've ridden every ride there since I was a kid, even worked there for a summer. Thanks to you guys for being great. I love that Aww, stuff. Thanks to you, buddy. Like that, that means the world to me that like hopefully we can bring that stuff back to your yeah. mind. And then Amber Eye, this is a little bit longer story. While this isn't a question, hear me out. I'm so glad you brought up Donkey from the meet and greet experience as I have an amazing story related to him. So Donkey is the animatronic. Scott mm-hmm. Porter talked about him. Like there's actually an actor there. Yeah. Uh, it would it would be mind-blowing if anyone knows the team member and or knows if they are still there. Here goes. I used to holiday to Orlando from the UK fairly regularly growing up, say every four years. And in 2009, when I was 18, we visited and spoke with Donkey. In 2014, we missed this particular greet spot. But when we went back in 2017, all this time later, a decrepit 27-year-old, we managed to get another encounter with Donkey. He immediately recognized our meager family of four. Thinking of this gets me all misty-eyed. He turned to me and said, look at you, little Weasley, all grown up. I had a lot, a lot happening, and going back to Disney Universal was more poignant those last few years due to various reasons. In that time, I actually had done a lot of growing up, but this interaction made my life. I know some characters recognize guests from time to time, but this is usually due to them being frequent visitors of the park, not nearly 10 years between interactions. Ultimately, we live in a small world, so if anyone can tell this guy you made someone beyond happy, please, please do. That's that's awesome. Like yeah. I, I love that. You know. And it, we we see people a lot, you know, and it's like, okay, and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to recognize people. And I feel bad anytime someone's like, oh, well, we actually met before. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, but, it's, yeah, it's the worst. But, you know, someone like that made this person's, like, you know, made their, made this person's made their life, apparently. That's yeah. so sweet. That's so, so great. Anyway, Amber Eyed, that is great. So, all right. Well, Jeff, you know, every week I ask a question to the audience. They ask us questions and I ask a question back. The question I asked during the, the Graveyard Review episode was, who or what is your favorite monster? 
because we were doing, you know, Beetlejuice and everything. Got some good ones. TNC Raider says, my favorite monster would have to be the creature from the Black Lagoon mm. because that sort of thing always terrified me. Something lurking in murky ponds or lakes waiting to drag you beneath the water. That's uh, pretty freaky. Eridinus says, my favorite monster would be a tough tie between Godzilla and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Godzilla for his awesome, his awesome size and fun movies and Creature because of the pinball machine we had at work <laughs> is easily one of my favorites of all time. But the new Godzilla one might be a contender once we get it. So there we go. Uh, Mikey049 says, my favorite monster movie character is the Invisible Man. I felt like he was the one that truly terrified me when I was younger. And now as an adult, I feel like he's the best dressed. <laughs> Invisible Man always has the nice you know, hat yeah. on and stuff. So. He's dapper. Kelbo says, do werewolves in general count as classic monsters? Yeah. I'm not sure how classic an American werewolf in London is, but I've always loved the transformation scene, and I love that Universal's horror makeup show pays homage to it. We yeah, they saw do. that. They do, yeah. They, that thing has been there since the very first version of that show. Phenomenal movie, by the way, John Landis. And, Just uh, phenomenal. And phenomenal makeup show as well. Yeah. Uh, Deep Blue Bree says, I would have to say my favorite classic monster would be Dracula. There have been so many revised versions of Dracula throughout the years, but the OG Dracula would always be, be my favorite. And our winner that I randomly picked from everyone who answered, or at least most of the people who answered, is uh, Dev Nicholas, who says, my favorite monster is the mummy. He just wants to sleep and be left alone, and people come and disturb him and steal from him. As an adult, I relate to him so much more now. <laughs> also still a great movie. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> Dev Nicholas. You have won. I'll, I'll reach out to you, and I'll drop you an email, and we'll get you a theme park map signed by Jeff and I. And again, if you want to try to win a theme park map signed by Jeff and I, answer this question in the comments over on Rooster Teeth. Would you ever try to modernize an attraction? Would you ever take an attraction and try to add something to it and modernize it? Or would you just leave it be? Because, you know, this one has been modernized a couple times. It got under new management, got, you know, stitched. So, you know, like, would, you ever, if, would you ever try to modernize an attraction, add something to it? And even like Haunted Mansion got the Nightmare Before Christmas version, too. Mm. So, and Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean has Jack Sparrow in it. That's true. I don't yeah. know if that would be considered a, like a major refurbishment, though. They kind of dropped him in as a character. I don't mm. know. Anyway, so let us know in the comments if you would modernize anything or do you just leave things be, and I'll select someone randomly, and we'll send you a theme park map. So that's going to do it for this episode, Jeff. We've done it. We went through the Enchanted Tiki Room. We went to Disney and we went to California. We got to go to Japan now and see yeah. the, the Japanese version of the show. And so uh, it's been a lot of fun. We got Thanksgiving coming up, and hopefully we got some cool merchandise heading your way as well. I hope so. Yeah. So anyway, that's going to do it for us here on Annual Pass. Don't forget to spread the word. Let your friends know about Annual Pass. And now we're on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash annual pass. Go watch us over there, and you know, hopefully we'll start popping up related. We're going to throw some more videos in. We have the uh, the Dole Whip video of us eating the, uh, the, you know, the Dole Whip nachos and all that. And <laughs> Lots of fun stuff. You and I are gonna we're building play some Legos. Gonna play with Lego, or it's it's we got a lot of cool stuff over there. It's a new all you know alternate place to check out our stuff. So anyway, we love you guys. That's gonna do it. Jeff, you learned anything today? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned all kinds of stuff today, man. That's good. That's good. It makes me happy that I teach you something. So that's it. Thank you very much, everyone. We love you. Stay safe out there. We'll see you soon. And take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.